Welcome, ladies and germs, to Fanboy Wise Warp Net 20 set phasers to fun. Of course, we're here because we are Star Trek role playing all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go around the room and everybody reintroduce your characters, please, for any first time listeners that we might have with us today. Go ahead, Taco. Uh, that's Lieutenant Commander Taco. Taco. That's what he said. Taco. 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 Like, I feel like we're saying the same thing. It's Taco. Okay. okay. Just go ahead and describe yourself. Well, I am half Vulcan, half Cardassian, and I have a generous bosom that challenges the very tensile strength of my spandex uniform. <laughs> Every time you say it, I need oh. another sip of Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah. I was getting out of here, guys. Oh. Ooh, so, okay. All right. Go ahead there, Hogmas. Yeah. I'm, I'm Jean-Luc, uh, Jean-Luc Baratheon, and I am half Klingon and half French. Yes, that's right. And of course, uh, you might remember from previous episodes where John Luke uh, Baratheon is eternally torn between the impulse to eviscerate his enemies or hastefully surrender. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Baratheon, all right. <laughs> okay. Also, joining us for the first time this week, we'd like to welcome Josh. Hello, world. Uh, <sighs> okay. Really, all right. Really, that, that Josh. Works, I suppose. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, and your character, Josh. My character name that I'm playing is Lieutenant. Joshua Yar. Oh, oh God. Hmm. Really? really? Oh. Okay. I don't know. I didn't really fill out that part about what it looks like. I, get, I guess he kind of looks like me, maybe but with uh, green skin. Oh, well, that's marvelous. Ugh, really? Josh is playing wow. Joshua Yar. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe he'll die early on and uh-huh. then be brought back for some convenience store uh-huh. later. <laughs> then okay. it was a transporter accident. Not cool, guys. Uh-huh. Anyway, anyway, okay. Uh, away team, where last we left off, your esteemed leader and personal mentor, Captain Fidelis Abraham of oh, yeah. the USS Michelle Obama, has been kidnapped by the Zindi and is trapped oh. within a Dyson sphere oh. that you have just breached wow. using a commandeered shuttlecraft. I did that. I after, did that. After touching down on a floating platform, you are confronted by a hulking Zindi reptilian oh with a God. sonic rifle. Oh my yes. God. And he's demanding that you surrender your weapons. Oh my Roll God. initiative, please. Oh. oh, I got a natural 20. I got a natural 20. Excellent. I got a natural 20. I, I, I think I rolled a one, but it fell on You the floor. can look at it. Okay, all right. 18. 18. Yes, yes. That, that was, means that, that Taco one. goes first. Well, uh, I'm going to attack the Zindi, but I'm going to use my palm fire skill to attack it. <laughs> Uh-huh. In what way is Ponfar a skill? I'm half Vulcan. I can use my Ponfar. Ponfar is just latent and painful pubescence. You can't just activate it and attack someone with it. It would be like attacking someone with a wet dream. Yeah. <laughs> Go and back that, to bed, Belgrade. And, that, and that's Taco, by the way. Taco. 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 Ta- I'm not going to do this again. Anyway, you know what? Why don't you just hold an action so you can add it to your next? Oh, fine. Okay, Josh, you're next. Sounds pretty intense. What's going on? Can I just roll the beam out? Oh, oh really? Are you serious? Josh. Uh, hey, excuse hey, us. What do you got? Who let you guys in here? We're recording a uh, podcast. Hello? Uh, no, 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 no,
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fly Casual, your favorite Star Wars podcast. What the crap was that? Uh, oh, man. Smells Josh? like Trekkies. Mm-hmm. Josh, what were you doing in here? Yeah, dude. I've got other friends. Traitor? You... What? Okay. All right. I, I beg to say no, you don't. <laughs> I beg to yeah. make a declarative Were statement. Were they, though? Were they? <laughs> Those My are cool guys, gosh. man. Gosh. You yeah. just need to give them a chance. It smells really bad in here now. How That's long were just, you guys down here? It smells like tacos. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! It does. Yeah. Yeah, it does like the like the season packets. Uh, oh, yeah. now that almost makes it worse. Oh, I just was thinking bo, but now it's like edible bo. Oh yeah, edible oh. bel grandes. It's like you can taste the cumin. Oh, anyway, uh, hey, uh, welcome to Fly Casual. I'm Corey. Uh, with this, joining us again live in studio is Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. Yeah, my uh, my my seat is kind of damp. I don't know what that is, and I'm afraid to ask. I'm afraid to ask. Oh, should I just get you a dirty towel to sit on? <laughs> yeah. That might be better. I think I'm just going to burn my clothes. Oh, that's best bet. Best Those bet. guys are cool, yeah. man. Ma- oh, <laughs> Josh, just stop. <laughs> just stop. Over there, Master Control, Mr. Stephen J. Howie. Uh, I am going to use my time to defer to Garrick again for being a new uncle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Congratulations, my sister. I remember the name of. Whereas throughout the last episode that we recorded, we were getting text updates from Garrick's mother about how dilated Garrick's sister was. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I love those texts. We were really (laughs) tempted to announce those updates on air. Uh, but we just completely forgot. So yes, congratulations. Yes, thank you. Yeah, uh, Garrick's sister. Adeline Ann Hardy. Well, nice. I probably shouldn't have said that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I called her Garrick's sister. I know your sister's name, but uh, Whoops. that's okay. <laughs> At least now only the kid is outed. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then also uh, out of place, but still in the room, Mr. Michael J. Archibald. There weren't two, right? We didn't lose one. No, uh, not that I know of. I just uh, saw okay. Thank God. Oh, God. I just want to make, be clear about that. Well, I really hope that joke doesn't have legs. What are we, two years into that joke now? I'm a, I'm a, hold on. I got to make a text real quick, guys. <laughs> I got to make sure. Oh, sweet heavens. And of course, uh, settled in and looking like he's been here for a while is Josh. Bonjour, Le Monde. Uh, sacre bleu. Uh, French fries. Uh, Jean-Luc Picard. Eh? Om- <laughs> Omelette du fromage. Oh, je suis le fromage. Yeah, French fries. I'm eh? still trying to switch tracks Eiffel here Tower. from Star Trek mode to Star Wars. So where give, is give my me a moment scotch? To settle in. Where, Mike, where is my scotch? Um, I don't know. You got to pour your own there, buddy. Wow. Je m'appelle le Tour Eiffel. Mm, I this is tasty own? going down. Mm. <clears throat> yep. Dang it. Yep. And all over your shirt. It's tasty going down the inside and the out. That was not just a joke. Yeah. It is a joke. I'm the joke. Yeah. It feels, uh, how does that feel for you? He, he's just like, oh, somebody got it. it. I get it. I got to twist the knife as quick as I can. Uh. <laughs> well, welcome, everybody, to Fly Casual, your light speed fix. It is a reviews and rumors Wait, did you episode. actually use our tagline? Yeah, I do. I've done the last no, several episodes. never. Oh, you're gonna get yourself in post. You don't. You, you don't even listen. I uh, no, well, I do when I'm speaking. I, think, I feel like I'm the most good. important voice in the room. I think listeners <laughs> like other taglines better. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. excited. These guys left their dice, and I have to resist their just to play with them now. No, no, no. Don't touch. No, seriously, yeah. you don't want to touch those dice. Okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll just switch up our. We'll just call it uh, fly casual set blasters to fun. 
How's that work? <laughs> yeah, that works. That work for everybody. Nailed All right, moving right in. Uh, what, are, what are we reviewing? Uh, we're reviewing Po Twelve Mall Two. That's my line, man. And man, we got some rebels to go. Yeah, but we're not there yet. I'm giving everybody a little, a little sneak peeks. We didn't have time to record the bumper on the front. The oh, cold open true. got killed by whatever that crap was going on in here. And then, of course, we got lots of rumors to talk about too. So, you're in a uh, fanboy. Fanboy's uh, going to be showing up. Hopefully, he doesn't again. Get, hopefully, we're not running late and he gets mad because of what went down. So. <laughs> He could just sprint right back out to his mom's car. But without further ado, guys, why don't we jump straight into reviews? Oh, yeah. Reviews. Hey, guys. You're doing the Numa Numa dance just I now. I am. That's the only dance I know. I'm that's sorry. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. If you're going to pick one, that's one. It went over at prom pretty well until the second song. <laughs> you oh, went wait, to prom. Still doing you, new you stayed till the second song. Yeah, I had prom at my house. Did you awesome. have like a? Did you like ask a girl to go? Yeah, my mom. Yeah, she said yes. Yeah, and Lucky. she was not impressed with the Numa Numa dance <laughs> no. when the second song. Started. His, his sister was unavailable. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we got some reviews, guys. Couple comics as uh, Corey jumped on my stuff. Corey. Poe 12 came out. You act oh. like you're never listening when we do the cold open. Well, usually I'm not, but then yeah. you mentioned comics and That's it's perked up. And then Mall 2 came out as hey well yo. as three yes count. Well, maybe four. Well, I guess four episodes. Four technically. episodes. Four episodes of The Rebels. Hey Double Agent Droid, Twin Sons, and two zero hours. Right. So... That would be two hours. Two zero out. Uh, two out. No, two times zero is nine. Hop along, oh, Cassidy. True. Let's go. No, All right, here we go. Everything's fine. So Poe 12 came out. Yeah. It's the third best rated comic <laughs> out there, God. according to some websites. So here, <laughs> let me break this down. You guys ready? You all right there? You all right there? You need Heimlich? I'm ready. You need Heimlich? <laughs> no. All Don't, right, here we go. Bad need touch. Some, bad touch. need some scotch. Poe's not dead. Nope, not that oh. wily pilot Damron. He still walks the earth and he is still accompanied by his He's droid earth? powerhouse C-3PO. The gang soon finds themselves harried by the Terex, formerly known as Agent's ragtag group of legendary heroes flying ATST heads and they are forced to take refuge in a cave with no exit. And it looks like Poe will finally meet his maker. Yes, meet his maker until the golden juggernaut C-3PO enters the ring. C-3PO unleashes his latent powers of calling upon random beasts out of random holes in a random cave on a random planet power and drives our <laughs> heroes out of the cave. And the slippery group makes their escape, all except one, because the bold Terex braves the onslaught of flying demon rats to cut down C-3PO. Oh, no. And now the real it fun's about to begin. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Damn. Yeah, Poe Dameron. Well, Mike, Poe Dameron. Uh, okay, uh, okay, so <laughs> Poe Dameron and the Justice League fight the parademons. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. Except it's it's the, uh, and also the uh, yellow power ring, which would be what 3PO is wearing. Right, Basically, man. this was uh, Batman versus Superman, but in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I suppose. I don't know. I- well, here I'll just sum it up for you. You guys want you guys want the what, no, every, did. everything that happened. Well, he did it in a very artistic way, a palatable uh, that's way. Debatable. <laughs> Here's what happened: Poe Dameron went into a cave. Black Squadron arrives. The end. <laughs> yeah, uh, C3PO uh, uses his six million forms of oh, communication yeah, right. so, to uh, yeah, summon Batman. Use his bat speak to bring a bunch of bats down to <laughs> attack, chase off Terex and yeah. his buddies. Wow. <clears throat> Man, they could really use a C3PO in Josh's house right about now. Yeah, but it, it was all. <laughs> it's funny because it's, it's true. Yeah, he could He's... say "Hello, world" in six million forms. Anyway, yeah. Well, so, this is like the second appearance of like 
demon bl- like like winged demon men because that was like in the first couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, they just fall around, this. I guess. Yeah, those are the best. Uh, All stories need them. They're interdimensional and apparently. Yeah. yeah, these were just oh, a yeah. little smaller because they fit in a cave, but yeah. And they didn't fly into space with people on their back. <sighs> and they didn't hatch out of eggs, I guess. No, but yeah, no, you don't know. You don't know. Space. <laughs> you don't well, know. That's yeah. true. We don't, we don't know their backstory. Maybe oh, that's the next God. issue. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, how did this get ranked as high as it did? I have no I, idea. Because Who's, James Whitbrook just happens to like Poe Dameron. That's it. I mean, the po art Dameron is, is awful. The, the art is okay, but. I mean, some yeah, of the, like, right. I th- I personally, I think Afra's art is way better than this. Way the better. story's better. Yep. So maybe Character I'm just bitter. better and more but, interesting. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, I don't hey, know. Better. It was okay. <laughs> well, I, I still like Agent Terex. I think he needs his own comic to, you know, jet around the galaxy with his gang of smugglers <laughs> and bounty hunters and mm-hmm. stuff. Right. <laughs> the only thing that's, yeah, a semblance of anything interesting in this. I, I don't know. I think they. I, unfortunately, I think in Poe Dameron's comic, I think they need to get rid, get rid of Poe Dameron. <laughs> yeah. he is the maybe, he could, maybe he'd come back every four or five issues. You know what sucks? Know. You know what sucks really bad? You could say you could make that same argument for the Force Awakens because the character, you know, not originally being planned to be in the whole movie right. and survive. Right. You can tell it felt, it felt throughout the movie like, wow, it feels like they're really just pulling taffy with this character. Yeah. I mean, I like Oscar Isaac. I like the way he's yes, playing this character, sure. but the character doesn't feel at home because nope. I don't know. Well, you could t- no. It's back to what you said. You could totally feel. It feels like it was written that way because mm. I mean, he just disappears for most of the movie. Yeah, and I think at the end of the process and the production, and they're talking about marketing this thing. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, well, we need two guys and the girl, right?" You know, <laughs> that's the way it works. So Finn Poe, and you know, that's how so we do Bo Star feels, Wars. Poe feels tacked on, right? And even though it might be a good character, no one's made it a good character. Well, then we get the comic, and all the other characters in it are better. <laughs> right. it's, it's such a whiffed opportunity, though. I mean, we want to like is. we want to like this character. We do. Like, we, oh, look, a comic. As much as we ripped on the name Poe Dameron for like a year before right. the before Force Awakens came out, and we thought it was the lamest thing, um, I really want to like Poe Dameron. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm ready to be given the they've, evidence that I, I should care. I throw this comic out the window when it comes to Poe Dameron because I, I think their hands are tied when they have to oh, write yeah. for Poe. Well, yeah, but they that's, that's, again, that's their fault for picking this character to go with. <laughs> oh, I totally I just, agree. I mean, to me, there was yeah, other no, directions like to be able to go. you could have all these side stories that don't have parademons and blue egg and yeah, well, they, space demons. They did have and, a one interlude where it was a side story, and I really enjoyed that, where he's yeah, jet, right. jetting off with the alien yeah. girl mm, sure. that, that spit acid out of her face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, for you're me, really kind of into those po- things. So. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. You know what? I, I really kind of think a better comic instead of Poe Dameron might have been Finn. Yeah. Let's see. I would love to see FN a Finn two one eight seven or whatever his, his name is his designation. If it was loyal to the movie, it would have to have a bunch of antihero type like comedy that would make it really charming. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean Finn is supposed to be more of a hero in the movie than Poe, so but it would have been bum- nice. Is also a bumbling liar. Whereas yeah. Poe is just like the best pilot. Yeah, in I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. comic. Like, some of, some of his dialogue is pretty good, I will say. But just the story. I mean, they're yeah. dragging this. Whole, right. This arc has been going on forever. Yeah. And We're just twelve keep issues and in, right? And again, as a reminder to everybody. The main arc here is we're looking for um Laura Santeca. For Laura Santeca. Yeah. Or <laughs> we've been doing that for twelve I issues now. Right now they, they added in, oh, we're looking for the location of Snoke as well, but that's never gonna happen. We <laughs> no, know that's never right. gonna happen. Yep. So why why are we going along this tangent? Why can't we do something else? But I agree. Anyway, that's enough about Poe. Blah blah blah. Now it's time <laughs> for the real fun to begin. Oh yeah. You ready for this? Yep. Mall number two. Here we go. 
In the second volume of this comic, we find ourselves on the smuggler's moon, Narshada. Oh, yeah. The second most infamous hive of scum and villainy. And Darth Maul finds himself in the city bar asking a few too many questions. The patrons decide to test their mettle against the Behorn 2 second worst nightmare of a character. And they find themselves picking a fight they wish they hadn't. But as Maul's Maul's his opponent, he gets a face full of squid ink. Yes, squid oh. ink from like a corn's face. Oh. The second you best squid head serious? species in the galaxy. Oh. And then the Sith, the blinded Sith is just about to be thrown into a pit when he is saved by the expert marksmanship of the second best bounty hunter in the galaxy, Cad Bane. Oh, gee. Yeah. Maul and his newfound bounty hunting chums decide to make their way to the secret cotillion where they're selling off the captured apprentice, a Padawan. You know, the second most important person in the master and prisoner's relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but Maul says, screw this. I'm going to go steal this Padawan as soon as he finds his prey behind the bounds of a force field. And she just happens to be a lovely Twi'lek, the second hottest species in the galaxy. Oh, gee. Yeah. <laughs> all I heard out of all of that was that a Quarren spit ink out of its yeah, face. It did. Yeah, man. Right into his face. It was oh, all right. Actually, no, it was all right, man. It was good. Him, this, this, this actually just further justifies my fan fiction <laughs> where, <laughs> where Mon Calamari are the tops of squids and uh, the faces of the of the corn are the bottoms of squids and they make some like horrible genetics experience, experiment <laughs> and that's how we got squid on Earth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like, all right, we're going to take like the top that. of one and top of the other. Which one's going to be top which one's going to be bottom? I don't know. Flip a coin. So his face it's is really actually his a nice moment because the one thing I hate seeing is a Jedi or a Sith that just go and just slaughter everybody they touch and just there, there's no, you know. So this was like a moment of like, like humanity, I guess, for a Zabrik. I don't know. Um, where, where uh, you know, something unexpected happens yeah. and, and, and it, it paralyzes him for a second. Yeah, now, of he... course, he recovers pretty quickly yeah. using the force to throw knives at the guy. But... <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, yeah, I have that skill on my character. It was, yes. it was cool to see uh, Maul because he, he can't use his lightsaber because it, it's right. still before pre-Phantom Menace, so they can't reveal themselves to the <laughs> Jedi. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean. We actually are starting to get a little bit of a story develop instead right. of Maul going around fighting Rathars all day. <laughs> yes. As hard as it is to write a story about him just going around all the time, though, don't you get the impression he's a loner? Yeah. And how do you feel about him? Like, oh, I'm going to team up with bounty hunters now. <laughs> well, he's actually he kind of addresses that. I mean, he uh, he uh, he needs them. So basically, <laughs> it's, it's not that he has to have them, but I mean, he has a use for them, I guess, is the better way to yeah. put it. He even says, I think, to himself that, you know, if he didn't need him, actually, he'd have a lot of fun hunting them. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Like these these people would be great sport. You yeah, know? right, right. So he, uh, they're at this party where this uh, rich lady's selling the Padawan to the highest bidder, and he he just kind of disappears and just like ditches the bounty hunters because his use for them is over. And yeah, he goes sees her behind this force field. So I don't know. We'll see. It's uh, it's only a five issue series, so the the droid torture. <laughs> oh, I forgot. They've got they've got a uh, protocol droid that this this bugged me. This bugged me a lot. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why do we use protocol droids for everything? I don't know, but this protocol droid is being tortured by one of the bounty hunters, and then um, Maul walks in and well, essentially uses the force to pull out his other eye. One <laughs> eye has already been torn out, and he uses the force to yeah. tear out the other eye. And it's it's I mean the implication that you're torturing the droid and the droid gives up and gives the information, but it's like <laughs> that's well, really dumb. Yeah, yeah because he I doesn't know. have any feelings. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's a droid. You can't quite say that because there's the the droid getting tortured in Jabba's palace when they're like marking the feet. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> I know. All right. So suspense, suspend the unbelief, I guess. No, I'm not telling you that. I'm just telling you it's canon, even though it's dumb. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. So yep. that was yeah. kind of strange. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about droids having like like pain. <laughs> and, well, and in this grief. case, if it was, was it like a 3PO unit? Yeah. Okay. In that case, that's a problem because three PO has been in peace, completely in pieces, and it doesn't cause him any pain. Uh, well, I can see it with the three three PO droid. It might make more sense because his whole, you know, duty is protocol. Maybe part of that is a little bit of empathy, which I guess C three PO's unit got destroyed because he has zero empathy. But I don't yeah. know. Maybe a little pain to understand what humans feel or whatever. Oh, sure. Cybot Galactica! You <laughs> you went ahead and did without asking if you should. Yeah. Yep. Classic. Anyhow. There was some there was some meditating that Maul did too, where he's kind of going back to some training with Palpatine and he visits this uh actually is it I was wondering is that the 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 Sith temple from the yeah, Rebels, from Rebels on uh uh Malachor yeah yeah there, there's a scene here where he's remembering back to Palpatine <coughs> taking him to that Sith temple yeah so that was that was kind of cool that they tied that in and he had this wild nightmare and it's it's cool because again you're coming from his perspective and there was this kind of inner dialogue about the Jedi taking away the freedoms of the Sith and things like that. I mean, it was a different perspective. You know, his perspective, it was about being his freedom taken away as opposed to, you know, the Jedi battling yeah. the evil Sith and right. blah, blah, blah. So which which might uh, dovetail well into the one of the episodes of Rebels we're about to review. Yeah. You guys ready for some? Rebels? Oh, 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 yeah. Let's do it. Oh. Yeah. Rebels. So three episodes of Rebels. We'll start with double agent droid. Do we have to double double agent droid? Featuring Chubba. Chopper and ALN RKMN. That's right. Chopper and Alan Rickman. Yeah, AP5 Rickman. Yeah. And Space Butterfly Fish. That's right. <laughs> oh, they're so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Double Agent Troy, basically the plot of the story is uh, Chopper and AP5 are sent on a mission to get some intel from uh, a base because, you know, obviously they're droids and nobody cares about droids. They could Go wherever they want, even though Chopper's been everywhere. But they do find out he has been everywhere because there's a super spy ship thing out there monitoring all the uh, feeds from all the Imperial installations with uh, some sort of lobot guy with glasses there. Yeah, a bunch of people with implants. Everybody yeah. on, all, Implants! All these slicer analysts were all implanted up. Yes, uh, I, should, I guess if for the super uh, Star Wars nerds, that vessel's called an IGV. 55 surveillance vessel. Whoa. Yes, and the the uh, person who was captaining that was actually voiced by Josh Gad. <coughs> so from now on, I'm going to call him Gadbot. Gadbot? Yeah, so yep. that's Gadbot. So mm-hmm. Gadbot, he gets a, he kind of puts the two and two together and realizes Chopper's been all over the place doing crazy stuff. So he decides to implant a new person, implant a new personality into, <laughs> into Chopper. Nice. Long time <laughs> listeners will understand. <laughs> yeah. Go back and listen to the Lando review episodes. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. But anyway, he yeah, yeah, uh, installs a new uh, uh, personality into Chopper that kind of makes him work for the Empire and sends him back to kind of give the location of the rebel base and all this stuff. So that was kind of interesting during the whole course <clears throat> of the episode. AP5 and Chopper kind of going head to head. You know, AP5 is kind of a jerk. And Chopper is, you know, Chopper. So. Yeah. I know everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know nothing. I will say we did have a female they, female voice droid that AP5 interacts with. I thought that was kind of Also, they pulled a Chuck Wendig and they put an actual <laughs> song that people know into the show. 
which is that anything you can do, I can yeah, do better. Right. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. I was yeah. like, are we really doing this right now? Yeah, so they're wow. doing their, their rendition of Chopper, get your gun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they eventually, Chopper gets back and starts acting weird, and everyone's like, AP5 is like, no, he's acting weird. You don't understand. And everyone's like, AP5, shut up. You're a jerk. No one likes you, no Snape. No one likes I mean, you. AP5. Yeah. You're, yeah. You, you were a Death Eater. Everybody hates you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So eventually... And you're a legilimens. You can't be trusted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go in deep. <laughs> you tried to take over that building in New York and you yeah. got stopped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, uh, Chopper goes to start uh, downloading the schematics or the the location of, I mean, I should say the the location of the hidden rebel base. And uh, they discover this a little too, almost too late. And uh, Hera gets pretty pissed because nobody messes with Hera's droid, which was, that was a pretty cool scene. It's like, nobody messes with my droid. Yep. And apparently she sends a, uh, a signal back to them at super strength and explodes the vessel because I guess they haven't. No surge protection. Yeah, they don't have the, they don't have that return buffer. Yeah, they you really need that return buffer. You need some surge protectors, guys. Yeah, Come I know. on, they're Come very on. important. Menards. Always plug your computers into surge protectors. You Excellent. never know when right. Hera is going to be pissed off. That's right. So yeah, that was that's common. Knowledge. They end up blowing up the the uh, the surveillance vessel, and during the scuffle with uh, uh, Chopper and AP five, AP five gets knocked out into space. And he has a little musical number at the end mm-hmm. where he's singing with uh, space fish. <laughs> Butterfly, yes, flying fish things. Butterfish. Space butterflies? <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I no, it's seriously, it's almost like this 2001 thing, like, my God, it's full of stars. Yeah, it's I so mean, it's beautiful. Sure. It's so beautiful. <laughs> he starts having, like, that moment where he's like, I could just live in space forever. This is the piece I finally wanted. And, oh, no, they're rescuing me. Damn it. That was, I <laughs> thought that was a pretty awesome part. I mean, it, it was, was. It was dumb, but funny. Yeah, it was funny. And the, just the part where he kind of reached, like, all through the course of all these episodes, he's just been this kind of like tortured soul i guess or like no you know he's just kind of a jerk and very terse but then he kind of reaches a stage of enlightenment and just as he reaches a stage of enlightenment the the ghost just comes from off screen and just scoops him up like gobbles him up it's 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 intentionally done almost violently (laughs) because he's like oh finally inner peace clang they just like they open up the gangplank and they don't even break they just so you know he just hit that back bulkhead as hard as possible we got ap5 he may there may be some pieces that fell out but whatevs we're good we're good so Yeah. yeah It wasn't a bad episode. No, I enjoyed AP5 it. AP5 annoys me, but that scene at the end was kind of a payoff going, we know he's annoying, <laughs> you know? And it's like, all right. I all love right. when they do experimental things like that, just goofy, like, off-the-wall stuff. I, I And they do it pretty well most yeah. of the time. By the way, by the way, uh, Gadbot, may, might I propose uh, uh, Loboloff? Mm, I'm just saying. Yeah. He likes warm circuits, Yep, I guess. Yep. I don't know. Warm implants. Warm implants. Implants. <laughs> anyway, anybody have anything else to say about that ep? Uh, considering we have three more to go and they're better, <laughs> no. All right, yeah, you're right. So next one, this is a good one. The next one, uh, Rebels Twin Sons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have the return of Darth Maul. Not the return of Darth Maul. Yeah, Darth Maul Return is back. of... Someone else, yes. even more. Obi Wan, Kenobi. Yes, Obi Wan actually comes, makes an appearance in the Rebels. And yes, he back. does, and he talks like Obi Wan. <laughs> he's so great. <laughs> I think Stephen Stanton does his voice, and Stephen Stanton does everybody's voice. He does Tarkin. He sounds perfectly, 
in every role he's There's in. Tarkin's my favorite that he does. He makes me mad because he's so talented. Yeah. And I can barely do a nerd Screw voice. Screw you, person who's good at your job. I'm a nerd and I can't even do a nerd voice. That's how, <laughs> how bad it is. How would you even know that? I mean, I don't know. How, would there, how why could would you even know that? I, I practice in the mirror, oh, guys. Okay. So, yeah. so anyway, we get an episode with Maul and uh, Ezra gets start tripping out and he's like, we got to go find Obi-Wan, man. We need some help. We need to go find that Obi-Wan guy. And he basically ignores direct orders, which, in my opinion, he should have been court martialed for right then and there. But Does a rebellion have <laughs> court martials at this point? No, I guess not. Yeah, but... they're not exactly high military. <laughs> you got you to gotta keep the chain of command in, in place, man. Can't have deserters like this. Oh, but he's the captain. <laughs> he's the captain's favorite. Yeah, so he goes AWOL and decides to fly to Tatooine. He has a couple Just little... And a stolen A-wing. And a stolen A-wing. And this, that was a pretty cool scene, watching him fly around. Kind of the different angles they were taking on the A-Wing flying over the planet. Yeah. Just little things like that I appreciated. So he takes the A-Wing and he has these little chunks of holocron that are left over from when when the holocrons exploded. I didn't realize that holocrons were like uh, gems. Yeah, dude. And when you tap them with a hammer, they split into little mini holocrons. Yeah, and they become GPS units. That's right. And yep. then you then you sell them onto the black market and maybe you have blood holocrons. The same people who made holocron made the Iron Giant. I'm That's just true. saying. Makes sense. Same thing. Yep. Anyway, yeah, so he goes to Tatooine and it's leading uh, to where uh, he thinks Obi-Wan Kenobi is. And when he lands his plane, of course, he gets ambushed by Tusken Raiders. Because <laughs> everybody gets ambushed by Tusken Raiders. Those guys are everywhere for being nowhere. <laughs> yeah, so he goes, <laughs> he goes off on them. He, he tries to escape. They blow up his A-wing and he's kind of screwed. And he's about to die. But then mole. Do you think Tusken Raiders, considering they attack people because, you know, don't they like, like take their stuff. I mean, or they just attack people because they're territorial. I think they're just territorial. Okay, because I'm like blowing up that A-wing seems like a waste, guys. Yeah, Jawas would probably give you stuff for that. Nope, they don't like Jawas either. No, they don't. They hate those they guys. Hate them. Nobody likes Jawas. Oh, whoop TD, me? dude. Yeah, whoop TD. Whoop TD. Whoop TD. Whoop TD. What? Anyway, so Ezra's about to bite it, but then Mole appears on the scene and goes the full Tin Vader on him and just cuts him up into pieces. The women, the children. Yep. All of them. Yep. He yep. anakin them good. He anakin them real good. Anakin them right up. Aw, yeah. So then uh, Ezra decides to go out in the desert, try to find Obi-Wan. Uh, then he realizes, oh, wait, this desert's pretty big. Yep. And uh, Oh, well, I'm going to keep going anyway. Yeah, and Chopper's like, wait, dude, wait. I need, like, energy and stuff. Yeah. And then he dies. Yeah, and Ezra's like, <laughs> no, Chop, no, Chopper. No. Like, just, like, upset. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you just need to plug him in. I mean, you just didn't plan ahead. Yeah, he That's should all. have the Wally solar panels. I mean, what's up with that? Seriously. God, he's a, he lives in space. I know. <laughs> he can fly on a rocket. <laughs> yeah, come on. And where's that rocket fuel come from? That's a good question <laughs> since we now know that Chopper can just be plugged into a generator to recharge. It's like, wait, where's that? Where's, what's that? Where's that coming? Yeah, so we get uh, he, uh, uh, Ezra passes out into the desert. And then when he wakes up and comes to, there's a fire burning. And a mysterious cloaked figure is watching Hello over there. him. And it happens to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's That's right. Awesome. Yes. Mr. Crate Dragon Scream himself. Yes, Mr. Crate Dragon Screaming, do back riding Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he calls himself Ben instead of Obi-Wan because... He doesn't call himself anything. No, he knows All Ezra right. by name. As soon as Ezra wakes up, he says, Hello, Ezra. Good morning, Ezra, or something like that. Hello, Ezra. Bridger. I think he says, Hello, Ezra Bridger. Yeah, so he knows his first and last name, which is kind of mysterious, but mm -hmm. maybe Chopper told him. I don't and know. And he's like, he's like, oh, I'm really got to quit getting into these circumstances. Dances where after all young boys to safety, people are going to start to talk. 
It's a crazy old wizard. <laughs> and he's other things he too. He really likes boys. <laughs> just saying. It's people talk. They yeah, talk. I don't know. I bet I bet Owen spread those rumors. I'm probably hates jerk. him. Hates him. Was. So yeah, he comes to and then uh Obi-Wan gets to talking <laughs> with him and Ezra's like, Man, you gotta come back. We need your help. And he's like, No. I'm doing <laughs> he, doing stuff. He really is. <laughs> I believe his I'm busy that day. He's like, oh man, I work that night. You're the only one who can save us. And he's like, me? That's la- that's the first I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, that was get the rogue. Yeah, get out of here. He's like, you need to leave. And he's oh. like, why? Because, because Darth Maul is right behind right there, you. Yeah. yeah, see that dude right there? That's Darth Maul. You need to get oh, out of here. Oh, there's a guy right there. He's like, I can help you. And he's like, nah, I got this, bro. I got this. Hold, yep. my, hold my beer. Yep. He goes, take my do back. <laughs> Have your astromech like use his flame projecting rocket to <laughs> land brightly in the saddle <laughs> and hopefully not piss off the dewback a lot. <laughs> it's a cold it's a cold burning fuel. <laughs> it must be. It's a, it's a yeah, cold fire. Yeah, it's a cold fire. It's, yeah. It feels nice. It tickles. Speaking of fire. Speaking of fire, so Obi-Wan <laughs> and Darth Maul get into a little scuffle. And I'm and when I first watched this episode, I'm like, oh yeah, here's gonna be a crazy fight. And nope. I'm go- and, and and I was going, oh no, this is gonna be a crazy fight. It's gonna know. be saber dances. Yeah, saber dance. So we see Obi Wan take his normal like Clone Wars stance with his two fingers outstretched and the, the blade over his head. And then this is interesting, and maybe we can talk about this a little bit. Well, wait he- before that happens. The reason why I talked about speaking of fire, and I was there's just like a shot that I really really liked. Basically, it's it's the middle of the night in the desert, and Maul pretty much like kicks the sand with his lightsaber. Yes, he dashes the sand with the lightsaber, which makes the sand douse the fire that Obi Wan had started the campfire, and it makes their lightsaber glows way more dramatic. Yes, but the way he did it was like this like angry little yeah, and it was totally to make the lightsabers glow brighter. That was the point in the show, but like. It was just a really cool moment where it was like, all right, this is what's happening. Put out the fire. It's yeah. time to go. There might have been some symbolism there with the dark trying to extinguish, yeah, extinguish the light. light. That exactly. Kind of stuff. It was it was so poetic the way yeah, that Yeah, it happened. was cool. Yeah, so he, uh, what I was saying with his stance, he does a Clone Wars stance, you know, the classic Obi-Wan Clone Wars stance. Yeah, the, he, he and throws then, the Japanese peace sign. And that then he word. goes into like what I would consider the Qui-Gon Jinn stance. And I thought that was very poetic in itself because, you know, mm-hmm. Darth Maul killed his wow. master. Because he, he does the at the side holding his his lightsaber the very the stance you always yeah, see like oh, next to his chin Qui Gon in yeah yeah I'm like oh that's yeah. that's pretty yeah. tight he does like that the young awesome. Obi Wan like you saw saw it a lot on Mustafar yeah yeah the the back fingers pointed forward and the saber out and then changes he changes he's like those are the no. touches man yeah I mean that's like that's all that I needed in that episode and I mean it's giving me chills just thinking about it because I love Qui Gon but that that connection was still there and. Yeah, like there's a history here with this person. Yeah. And so that's, it wasn't talked about. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to kill you again or I'm going to avenge that, you know, like there's none of that going on. It's just this simple symbol. And it, it's, it probably wasn't even done to intimidate him or anything, but it was just, hey, I remember. Yeah. It Let's was go. so subtle. Like you, they could have easily had Maul say, oh, I see you're taking your old master stance to nope. defeat me. Nope. nope. See, you, easily blasted by 90% the, of the viewers that, at least. That was the, the the best like Easter egg that they've been putting in these rebels Easter eggs are amazing but I think that was one of the best maybe to, mm-hmm. in my opinion right there mm-hmm. if that's what they're actually intending to try to do which I think they were <laughs> it will be even if they <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is yeah yeah the retcon yeah yeah, yeah totally quite good yeah so then we get into a fight that takes three dashes and then 
uh, Obi-Wan Kuzo's him, just like in Seven Samurai. Yeah. I had to bring it up, Seven Samurai, guys. I know, it's an episode. Seven Samurai. Yeah, it's it's an episode that is a number, so clearly you have to bring up Seven <laughs> yeah, this, Samurai. Yeah, this, well, yeah, this, uh. So, yeah, there wasn't a saber dance. <laughs> no. No saber dance. There's a boom, boom, sliced. Yep. And I was like. <gasps> and you see uh, Darth Maul, you get that kind of like, this was kind of kitschy, but it was still kind of <clears throat> cool. His eyes glow, get big, and he's like, oh, I've just been stabbed. And yeah, kinda... his eyes got like the Mandalorian out on the lake <laughs> yeah. and uh, everybody else who ever but, dies. But I think it worked. I, and, and then Obi-Wan kind of catches him before his head hits the ground and kind of cradles him. That's the thing. Obi-Wan catches him and yeah. doesn't let him hit the ground. Obi-Wan holds Maul in his arms. It, it was cool because yeah. even to this end, Obi-Wan still is holding true to his Jedi principles. Like he could have easily like... <laughs> Screw that guy. I'm going to leave him for the Jawas. Mm-hmm. But no, he catches him and he he kind of talks to him. And I, oh man, we forgot to mention before this. I keep, uh, Maul, Maul's always been a pawn though. Yeah, he's I always mean, been. And that that's what his last words were like, you will you will have our revenge or something like that. No, he, he looked at him and he had said before they started fighting, you know, what are you doing on this backwater planet? You're guarding something. And Obi-Wan doesn't say anything. He goes, no. You're guarding someone. Yeah, and, and Obi-Wan looks pissed. Yeah, well, no, he <laughs> says, you're guarding someone. And then that's when he ignited his lightsaber. He's like, yeah, oh, that, yeah, and you don't see was, it. Yeah. The lightsaber is off screen. You hear it and you see the blue on Obi-Wan's face because it's so tight on his face. And he's like, crap, I was going to try to ni- not fight Darth Maul. <laughs> but but you, now <laughs> I literally am obligated by the universe to murder Darth Maul. Yeah, you don't. Like, he knows he has to kill you him. You don't right send now. the one thing you weren't supposed to say, buddy. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Darth Maul, you done wandered into the wrong part of the desert. <laughs> so he's like, he's cradling Maul in his arms, and Maul's like, is he the chosen one? And Maul's like, he is. Or Obi Wan was like, yeah, yes, Obi Wan is cradling Maul. He is. And then uh, uh, Maul. Maul was like, okay, good. He'll have the revenge for us. Yeah, he'll and have our was, revenge. And that was pretty cool. It's crazy. Because he's always been, the, like you said, he's always been this pawn. He's always been this tool. And he hated it. <laughs> it's, that's where his anger kind of, a little bit of his anger drew from, is he's always been this this nobody. I know we got to talk about Zero Hour, but yeah. <laughs> I really feel like we could spend a whole episode talking about Twin Sons. Yeah. Uh, like an entire episode of the podcast. I mean, seriously, did Maul go to kill Obi-Wan or did Maul go to die? Yeah. That's that's the because he barely seemed like he tried. That's like that story with the lion and the the guy choosing the doors, and I can't remember the name. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, like you don't know, you'll never know the answer. Like, yeah, I, I can finally really genuinely like Maul now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. forever he's been the oh kind of lame, wasn't given much story, but always oh, kind of cool. And yeah. then I was like, oh, for the longest time, I was like, why is this guy still alive? Like they're making such ridiculous plot turns to try and keep this guy alive and yeah. you're like come on <laughs> and f- that it, it's like that life has now come to a completeness mm-hmm. and the way it ended for me at least redeems so much of what happened in the past and adds so much to it so that finally i can be like that was awesome and I it's like not that. like darth maul went it's not like he turned to the light before he died or anything but when he's like, he knew he was dying, so he knew when to hold him and he knew when to fold him, you know? He's like, oh, you sliced me open, I'm going to die, so let's just talk straight with each yeah. other for a he, second. He didn't need to turn to the light side. No, I mean, no, it, 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 it would have been horrible if it had. It was kind of that vision, um, I know I always go into this, but of Qui-Gon and the way that he viewed the Force, it was like, in that last moment, there wasn't a difference between those two no. people that were there. It, was, it, it wasn't, I'm light and you're dark. It was There was the, an acknowledgement of the force. And, and their the roles one, that they've the, the played. Chosen. Yes. Yeah. It, it wasn't about light and dark. It was about each individual's role. You know, 
I've been a pawn. I've been used. I've been trying to find meaning. And here you are. You were like the hero of the Republic. And now you're just on guard duty in the middle of the desert somewhere. And life has kind of screwed both of us over. So, all right. High five, bro. I'm out. <laughs> we haven't had... <laughs> We haven't had those scenes where you have people on the light side and the dark side that come together in that way. And I felt like it was just such a powerful vision of of truly what the Force is. Yeah, These two came together in the end. And yeah. It was a vision of the Force. It was such a different thing from the usual, oh, light's forced to work with the dark, <laughs> and but the dark's going to betray the light, or the light's going to be forced <laughs> like, to betray the dark yeah. and feel conflicted about it. No, yeah. it was like, no, he going to die, and he can't leave. And so they're just going to be just, all right, just drop it. Before I die, well, it wasn't know? slice in half, fall down a hole. It wasn't get stabbed and and wait, Maul's not. And oh, he wasn't Sith anymore. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> he didn't fall in a pit. He can't be dead. No. It wasn't get stabbed and then your clothes, you your body disappears and your clothes fall. It was. It was like none of those things. Like they, we rarely take advantage of epic deaths. It seems like in Star yeah. Wars, of course, you know you could talk about Han Solo, but even that, like, okay, I'm you know I'm falling into a pit, like. We rarely, you know, it's like we'll have an after the fact. Oh, look, it's a body and it's burning. And we've seen it in too, too many movies now. Mm -hmm. You know, like this was uh, one of the best endings of a life in Star Wars history. Yeah. 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 yeah it was well, pretty, that's pretty debatable. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty okay. powerful. Pretty powerful stuff. Anyways, talking about. But we didn't know the last thing. I wanted to do the last oh. shot. Last shot. Oh, last shot was great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The last shot is basically you see Obi-Wan and he's, you know, riding through the desert and he stops and he kind of peers off the distance. And there it is the Lars moisture farm and it's dark. It's still dark out. And you hear, you hear Baru, Luke, Luke. And you see what looks like a young teenage boy, very far away in total silhouette from the sky, just running across the desert to get home. And then, and of course you got the twin sons music playing. In the yeah. Background. That was, yeah, that was awesome. That was uh, a perfect... and, and Obi's just sitting there going, <sighs> he's just stroking his got beard. It, I got it. Mm. Yeah. He's, he's got this look on his face of determination. Like, I'm still on my watch. Yep. My watch has not ended. <laughs> it yep. adds so much to that. He's manning the wall by himself. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it adds so and, much depth and, to the, fact, hope. That, yeah, the like, fact that you know, we've known that he's there guarding Luke. We've known that for years, but it's the, unknown. The, the, the and, sacrifice of it and the level of crap that he has to deal with sometimes, it right. just makes it more powerful. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, next episode of Rebels, the Rebels. season finale. Rebels Zero Hour. Parts one and two. Parts one and two. Revengeance of Come. Revenge of the Sith. Revengeance. Revengeance. <laughs> Revenge of Thrawn, yes. <laughs> so this this episode was pretty dang cool. Yes, it was. Because yeah. right at the beginning. We, we should mention we just watched this. Yeah, we just well, we watched it all together. So everyone it, it can we're, have we're actually recording this in, in, in our build up and getting ready celebration coming. We actually recording this uh before this aired on television. So by yeah. now, it will have, you guys will have seen it like a week and a half ago, theoretically. But uh, we actually had to, we watched it on the Disney XD app. Yes. So which it was out apparently like a day early. Yeah, everybody was already had uh, their recaps and everything up before. I know reviews happened. were hitting this morning, and we're like, "What is going on?" <laughs> so yeah, we were like, "All right, let's get a leg up and get these reviews." Yeah. So we're, it's all fresh in our mind. Hopefully, we have a lot to say about it, but we might miss some things because we didn't think it through or see it more than one. Yeah, time. we only watched it once, and my yeah. kid was running around showing people <laughs> her drawings. And yeah. Stuff like that. So anyway, yeah. So we start off with a cool shot of uh, the. The uh, shuttle coming in, kind of very reminiscent of, uh, you know, this uh, Jedi. Jedi, yeah. Then they've done this shot before with Tarkin coming on to Lothal, like like scene for scene, that exact shot. Yeah. And uh, it's, but this time it's Thrawn. 
And he has a couple little interesting people accompanying him. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, a couple pair of death troopers mm-hmm. that are uh, at either shoulder following him down the ramp, which I thought was pretty interesting that they're bringing an actual Rogue One character into this uh, show. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it's a nice touch. It almost makes you think, oh, this is right around when the death troopers happened. Exactly. Which yeah. probably was a direct result of the rebellion. Yep. It's so, like, okay, we need bad guy. We need like super bad stormtroopers to guard our high profile individuals. Yep. So, uh, Agent Callus, of course, we know he's now the fulcrum or one of the fulcrums. And, uh, of course, we know Grand Admiral Thrawn also knows that he's a fulcrum. Yep. And he's spying on uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn with a little mouse droid that's remote control, which I thought was pretty cool. And he goes back to warn the rebels, but just before he can give him his full message, Grand Admiral Thrawn shows up at the place. And he was actually uh, sending the message out from Ezra's Ezra, old hangout. Yeah, Ezra's old hangout way up in that that thing. The tower, the tower right at thingy. the end of the street outside of Lothal City or whatever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Admiral Thrawn and him getting a little fisticuffs and we kind of see a little Grand Admiral Thrawn going toe-to-toe with him and just beating the crap out of him. I thought that was pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah. Thrawn was jamming his transmission. It was cool. Like, he basically broke the jammer so that, like, at least a transmission would go out that hears their kerfuffle. Yeah. So that they know <laughs> there's something wrong. It's like, oh, Thrawn, no, you know. We had the sound turned up, and the bass was just perfect for that fight, though, because those impacts, he felt them. It was just like, Oh, yeah. It was great. That's a really cheap sound system. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, they... <laughs> <laughs> well, do we know more about the... You're getting updates about the afterbirth yeah, it's or what? Just, yeah, it's okay. just <laughs> rolling in. <laughs> anyway, the yeah. afterbirth. That's, 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 that's not the right term, no. actually. No, no, I use the exact term I think, that I yeah. intended to use. He, he meant to do that. <laughs> so then... Uh, is she going to capsule? The, what is, is she, is she going <laughs> to put it, right, it in capsules right, and right. eat it? Mm, she won't be depressed then. God damn it, Josh. Her choice. Damn it. <laughs> so, <laughs> if she didn't listen to the show, I would go even, I would go toe to toe with Josh on this and go further. <laughs> I don't want Actually, my, my sister-in-law does that. You can actually do that in a normal food dehydrator too. Okay. Oh, we're going to go ahead and we're move gonna, right along talking about zero hour. Welcome gonna, back to fly casual, everyone. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So, uh, Man, where was I? I <laughs> totally derailed the comment. Oh, fan, so fanboy Y loves when I talk about this. Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm sure he does. So, yeah. Uh, uh, so, Hera gets the little bit of the transmission that was able to escape from Callus, And they realize, oh, crap. Thrawn found out where we are. Let's get out of here. And it was cool that Thrawn kind of figured out where they were by using, like, the art of that general area and kind of overlaying star maps and he hey. yeah, ancient star and, maps in combination with the uh, general Dodonna's fleet who, we, who is also in this episode. Yeah. It was basically the fleets. direction of Callus's transmission combined with the direction of general Dodonna's fleet. Yeah. And he found a crossover point and, Oh, guess what? Right there on all this ancient art, there's a system that was surreptitiously removed from our computers. Yep. So now I know where they are. Yeah. Classic Thrawn right there. Yeah. I really like that. That was perfect. It's debatable whether, you know, we like his voice or not, but other than that, (laughs) other than that, I'm Madge Mickelson's brother. (laughs) Other than that, (laughs) they're getting Thrawn right. Yeah. Oh they yeah. Are. So anyway, yeah, the they end up uh the rebels are getting ready to get off planet and uh you know, we get this little moment, little touching moment between Ezra and Kanan. And it's kind of like this father-son moment where Kanan's like, you know, you're a great dad. He's like, I think I've already taught you everything and I, I know. I wasn't ever really a, a good Jedi knight and I never did all the training. Yeah. 
And I was like, no, I mean, you're like my dad. Like, you can teach me stuff about life and how to hold a girl's hand. That's right. And what how to... second base me? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that, I was like, at that point, I'm like, ah, Kanan's going to bite it. He's, <laughs> yep. he's done. Kanan's dead. <laughs> yeah. He did. Oh, like, that's a perfect ending right there. We were pretty convinced. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they end up trying to get off the uh, system, and they're getting ready to jump out. And then a bunch of Star Destroyers show up. Yeah. That was a cool scene because like they all jump in at basically at the same time. And then a little bit of lag. And then, boom, Grand Admiral Thrawn's ship comes in. And there's all this cool, awesome, nefarious music. Yeah. And then uh, they try to jump out. But Grand Admiral Thrawn brought an extra ship. Yeah, couple right. of interdictors. Classic. Brought his interdictor yeah, with him did. again. And Garrick yells out, classic Thrawn. <laughs> classic Thrawn, always bringing interdictors. That's right. That was a cool shot where the there's like a Nebulon B frigate trying to jump out of system. And they're in <laughs> hyperspace and then everything just starts going wonky. Like all these colors start and then they just revert back to real space. And yeah. they're just like, oh, crap. Yeah. And they just shoot the crap out of them and blow them up. Yes. So that was pretty cool. So they get there's this huge space battle. And Thrawn seems to have control of it, just like classic Thrawn. Mm-hmm. And he he got because uh, uh, Constantine in order. He's like, hey, you need to stay back. Constantine's, of course, running the interdictor. He's like, but why? I'm, I'm Constantine. I want an Imperial too. Yeah. And then we get this cool scene with Thrawn, and they're like, oh, you know, this should be glory from this battle. And he's like, I don't do it for glory. Because he's got Callus still hanging out in the room with <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I do it for uh, the empire, strategic uh, wins for the empire or something. No, emperor. he said to serve my yeah. emperor. Yeah, to serve my to, emperor. To yeah. get results for, the, for my emperor. Yeah, so he's results driven. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and But uh, and it, all during this, he has Callus uh, by his side and in, in cuffs just kneel down and he, they're, they're shooting barbs at each other. And that was pretty cool interactions there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we got this huge base battle and, and uh, Commander Sato tries to fly out their ship, uh, the little uh, hangar ship that has all the the ships that come out of yeah, he's out of its butt. <clears throat> commanding that guy, no, it yeah. comes out of his like his, his face? Like, kangaroo pocket. Yeah, kangaroo his pocket. Pouch. <laughs> yeah. So he tries. He's getting ready to fly out of system, and he's like, "Ezra, go to this coordinate, and you're gonna jump out of system." And he's like, "But there's an interdictor," and he's like, "I got this, bro. I got this." So no, the inter the, that wasn't the, for the interdictor. Because the interdictor was still there when Ezra comes back later. There was two interdictors. Oh, there were two. He took out the first interdictor. Yeah, he took out. That's what I get for trying to eat nachos. The second, the second interdictor was our friend from that will be making an appearance soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the uh, so Constantine sees uh, Sato trying to escape, and he's like, "Okay, this is for glory. I'm gonna." uh, So then, what he does is he radios to his wife, who's giving birth, like your sister, (laughs) on an escape pod. He's like, oh, it, oh, how's it going? She's like, it's a boy. And he's like, let's, you know, let's, I don't want to name him after my dad. That's terrible. Let's name him after you. Let's name him James, James T. Kirk. <laughs> and then she's like, I love you. And he's like, and then he flies into Nero's ship and everything's cool. Yeah. And that right? was, yeah, exactly just like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what Will happened. you stop your Star Trek? And I thought we got rid of them <laughs> yeah. folks earlier. They left a stink. It's all <laughs> over the room. It smells like Trek in here. Ew. <laughs> Those guys are cool guys. Yes. <laughs> so basically, yeah, he crashes a ship into the other ship and they explode, and that was cool. cool. Yeah, cool colors. Admiral Sato, who I have uh, uh, offensively referred to as Captain Japan, went out as a kamikaze. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's awful. I'm just saying that is awful. Captain Japan. Poor it was Captain great Japan. though. It was it was an awesome when he figured out what it he was. had to do. The look on his face. It was like. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I love it. The crew that stayed with him. Yeah, yeah. he kept yeah. two guys with him, and I almost wanted to see him like look at him and go, 
<laughs> I love you guys. Yeah. You know, I love you guys. <laughs> They're all hugging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just put it on autopilot and embrace. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't have to be here. <laughs> Why? We forgot we had autopilot. <laughs> oh, what, what do you know about that? <laughs> Plan ahead, just like the motivational poster in the corner. Plan ahead. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that was that, that was a touching scene. It yeah. really was. It was and surprise. Then, I would not have told you it could be, and they did it. The actual ships. Hitting each other was done really awesome. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, all the graphics, all the space battles, the ground battles in this show, in this episode, were just simply amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they went all out on this one. So he, <clears throat> in his sacrifice, he allows Ezra to escape into hyperspace and hopefully bring back the rest of the rebel fleet to get their back. Yeah, yeah. So Admiral Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn, ends up, you know. Driving them back to the planet, and they kind of kicking the crap out of the rebels. Yeah, it's just insane. Like it's not even fair for the rebels, and they end up getting uh, shoved into back to the base where they have that shield generator that they stole in an earlier episode. Yep, kind of use that to shield themselves from uh, aerial bombardment from Thrawn ships. And it's barely working. Yeah, it's barely working. Sabine set it up, but nobody knows how to. <laughs> they didn't test it or anything. Yeah, she, they're like, if this goes wrong, basically, we don't we don't know how to fix it yep. or anything. We don't even know if it's AC or DC, <laughs> but here goes. Yeah. So right before this happens, uh, Kanan's like, I got to go talk to somebody real quick. <laughs> There's this guy with a <laughs> sign. Like, I got to go. I got to go, guys. Sorry, everybody. I got a buddy I need to go talk Aaron's to. And like, wait, I'm sending you on a mission, buddy. <laughs> See, he's like, yeah, about that. Hmm, no. no. Hey, Ezra, no. just you, yeah. bud. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, be cool. Bye. Yeah, so he goes to see Bendu, and Bendu's like, no, man, I'm not helping you. I'm the middle, man. You brought war to my planet. Yeah. Number one, engage. <laughs> I'm sorry. I always think he sounds like Patrick so, Yeah, Stewart. so Kanan goes to talk it's to Dr. Bendu, Who, man. and Bendu's basically pissed because he doesn't want any interaction in any of this. He just wants to stay in the middle. He doesn't want to interfere with either side, and <clears throat> and he's kind of pissed at Kanan for bringing war to his planet, like you said. Uh, so they end up... Uh, I was saying, there's so many different threads going on here. It's really hard, hard to recap yeah, them all at the same time. I and, know. And that's what made it so good. There's like three different threads, like we said before. That meant, That's yeah. what makes a good Star Wars. Exactly. So Bendu says, no, get the heck out of here and disappears. Kanan's running back. The planetary bombardments begin and Thrawn's hitting the shield. Kanan gets knocked off his speeder and speeder gets blown up. And then right before the shield collapses, Thrawn says, nah. And they shut it down. And all Rebels like, yeah, yeah, it lived. And I'm like, yeah, it didn't. No, because Hera, Hera knows. Hera's pretty smart. It's a pretty smart cookie. Yeah, and she's she, like Thronette. Yeah, she is like, she's like a Twilight girl Thron. <laughs> she's like, no, it's not over. Th- Thron's going to bring in his ground troops and try to take us out on the ground. Yep. And that's exactly what he tries to do. Yep. And they knew exactly <laughs> what canyon he'd come through oh, for yeah, no sure reason at did. all. I guess they're like, this is the canyon he's going to come through. Why would he come through the canyon? That just sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> no, that's the canyon. I know. Yeah. No, totally. That's what, where he's But what if from. Thrawn knows that we know? Yeah, but what if Thrawn knows that we know that we know? Am I uh, crikey? Ah, uh, crikey? Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You're so anyway, they, they go booby trap this canyon. Of course, Thrawn being the awesome tactician that he is sends on these little just tiny walkers yeah throws cook. like the little atpt looking things yeah. through there they didn't even look like they were manned <laughs> because they were all they were all marching in unison so i think maybe they were maybe i don't know remotely controlled or yeah something. It's like yeah when they start blowing up and it's just like okay yeah yeah so they blow up and 
during all the explode, he kind of sacrifices these ATPTs to kind of unveil their defenses. And he's like, okay. Yep. I know where the mines are. I know where they are. We're good. Now it's time for the big guns. Brings in some, what look like ATATs, but a little bit different. Meanwhile, there's a bunch of ATSC pilots sitting in the hangar going, this sucks, guys. We were supposed to be next. He skipped the mediums and went straight to the heavies. Oh, man. Oh, let's get some wings and fly out of here in our ATSDs. (laughs) Yeah. Where's where's Agent Terrence? (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow. Yeah, so anyhow, they bring in the AT-ATs and just start destroying everything on the planet. And uh, I guess we'll stop on that arc for right now. And meanwhile, let's just check out what... Wait, 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 wait. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Okay, yeah, go ahead. No, it's suspenseful. Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ezra Back Bridger... Back at the Hall of Justice. Ezra Bridger had made contact with Mon Mothma, and she's like, no, I can't help you. We got yeah, too much too stuff. risky. We got oh, ch- we'll try to make sure they don't, like, torture you too much. Yeah. It's all good. We'll come get He's you. Like you're maybe. all brave and stuff. Yeah. But. <laughs> you're a Jedi. Come on. <laughs> so, Do Jedi stuff. So he realizes that he's not going to get any help from the what's now the fledgling rebellion. So he decides, okay, there's only one hope left. Sabine Red. <gasps> yeah. The kid from Mandalore. Yeah. So he's not Mandalore, the other planet that the other, they're on. Man, Mandal- Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalore A? Thing, Man, uh, yeah. No, it's got. It's got a totally stuff. different name. Man, Mando Four. Yeah, I'm sure it's that. That's yeah. It. So he flies to Mando Four. It finds Aspenonia. Be... <laughs> <laughs> a little place called Ass. Some great slopes up in there. <laughs> so he flies this planet, finds Sabine, and they're like, "We can't help you either. Sorry, man." And then uh, he's like, "Fine, I'll go by myself." Unless you, Screw unless you guys, you, unless you will help me. And, and they're uh, like, "You know what? Uh, That's a good point." Wow. <laughs> well stated. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. Yeah. Well, when you say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, twist our arms. So Sabine's like, okay, her Sabine's mother's like, okay, you help reunite my my daughter with me. So you can take Sabine and whoever else will go with you, but you're going to take a few ships. Yep, so. you got a few ships and anybody who wants. So them. like, well. What if we take out that interdictor? That would be a cool trick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interdictor. Yeah, interdictor. Yep. yep. So meanwhile, back on the planet, Kanan's uh, talk with Bindu did not go so well. So right. he's making his way back during that previously mentioned bombardment, and he's kind of making his way. Eventually gets back to the base as they're being attacked. To get to the canyon. Yeah. He's in the canyon. He's in the canyon. And there's AT-ATs. That's the only way in. Well, you know what a Jedi does when he runs into AT-ATs, right? He repels yeah, up to he him. Yeah, he cuts he, open a hatch yeah. and he throws, he throws a, a grenade bomb. in yeah, like right. a little bomb. Uh-huh. And, uh, no. Nope. That's no, a, no. that's not the only way you kill one? No. Nope. Apparently, nope. Yeah, apparently some Jedi. Uh, did apparently he have a some Jedi, some, poor, some not fully trained Jedi <laughs> can just leap onto the legs, one slice and two legs, <laughs> two, two, like one slice per leg and the and take out an ATAT <laughs> with no effort whatsoever. Yeah. Whereupon I yelled up, yep, see, Luke sucks. <laughs> As Remember, a joke, I don't think Luke sucks. Remember, no, cool Luke got hit by Wampa not too long. Not yeah, he too, just got out of the back. To he did. Yeah, so he's he's a little, Cut him some slack. Yeah, yeah. He, he just could run and just hit. hold his lightsaber over his head and just... Yeah. I uh I do will say the AT ATs in this in scale seem smaller yeah, than they, in Empire they did. on this show. Yeah, the well though I thought the ones on this show were a lot smaller. Maybe they are because we were also told that the a couple of the ones in Rogue One were bigger. Maybe they learned from this attack, like Thrawn learned from his attack and put some sort of reinforcement in the AT ATs. I don't know. Either way, <laughs> Kanan made very short like, work whoop, of an AT AT. Just so, slice, slice, and it's gone. So he runs into back into the base and Thrawn's there and he he uh, follows him in and we got the rebels on the ropes. They're surrounded by death troopers and Thrawn. 
And then Bendu shows up. Yeah, Bendu's <laughs> like, hey, I'm not going to help with your war. I'm just going to end it. Yeah. <laughs> this is my planet, bitches. Yeah, he's like, enough of this crap. That's right. He pulls another James Earl Jones and Mustafa's in the clouds <laughs> with Jim glowy Ma. eyes and anger lightning. <laughs> yeah. He force lightnings the crap out of everything on the planet. All the ships are taken off. He's force lightning them. All the all the ATATs and whatever else heavy armor they have going on there. Just just a, a a death trooper, just one death trooper. So yeah, maybe one of everything. Yeah, just one to of, make his one point. Of everything. Oh, there are a yeah. couple ATATs. Yeah, right through a few ATAT heads. <laughs> so uh, during this commotion, you know, Thrawn and all the rest are kind of <clears throat> ducking for cover, and the rebels are like, "Well, we gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here now. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. We gotta get out of here." And they take off. And yeah. Bendu's still knocking him out of the sky because yeah. he don't care who yeah. it is. Bendu don't care. And it was He's cool. like, bitches leave. Thrawn gets this look on his face. He's like, uh, this is messed up. And he's like, wait a minute. What kind yeah, of he's like, shit the face? He's like, I, may be, I may be startled and not understand what I'm seeing, but I'm still going to shoot at yeah. it. I know the solution is always to shoot it. And so everybody concentrates fires on the like glowing anger face in the clouds. And uh, yeah. Yeah, and then you see this this cool shot where the the storm dissipates. Yeah, and it looks it, like a meteor. Yeah, like a earth. hole forms in the storm, and then you see Superman with uh holding on to <laughs> Zod as they're cometing down. It actually zooms in a little bit. It was exactly <laughs> the reverse shot from Superman. Uh, actually, from Batman vs Superman, at the beginning. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, so but was, yeah, he, Bendu comments down yeah. out of the sky. So he comments down the sky and. Thrawn's like, huh, I wonder what that is. I better go check out that meteor that hit around here. Yeah. So then uh, the rebels are making their escape, and Ezra and the Mandalorians show up, and they decide, well, we can't take this out with our piddly little snub fighters, so Whoop. why don't we just jump out in space and, and blow use it our up? piddly little hand yeah, shooties. Yeah, shoot it, shoot, shoot. And shoot, our... shoot, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> so they jump well, on. If you pew, pew enough. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Eventually you poo poo. They... Yeah. Well, I mean, you yeah. got to just be careful. Sometimes. So they start poo pooing and lightsabering the crap out of these interdictor bubble booby thingies. <laughs> and they. And then the, these jump troopers come out and they went in them and they blow up the uh, one of the, the domes of the interdictor and apparently that turns it off, turns the interdictor off. And, yeah, forget the other three bubbles. And then everybody's able to make their escape and they jump out of system. Yay! Yay. Meanwhile, back on the planet. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. Thrawn, again. Thrawn finds what hit the ground and it's Bendu and he mm. looks kind of tore up. Yeah, he's got he's, a scar on his face, like he's been fighting with a bear cat or something. He's laying down, and Thrawn's like, "What the heck are you, man? What kind of species is this?" I can see all. He's like, "I see your defeat." <clears throat> so he he uh, sees Thrawn's defeat, and Thrawn's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. What about it?" And he's like, "Well, you will meet defeat in the cold surround. What was it again? In Surrounded the, by uh, the cold arms of many, or the cold uh, embrace of many arms. Yeah, yeah. the cold embrace of many arms. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm trying to rack my brain what the heck that means. But, no grease. Lots yeah, of no grease. Lots of no Stabbing. <laughs> 11 no grease stabs <laughs> like Julius the Caesar. They're yeah. notoriously cold. Yeah. No grease are. You didn't know Julius Caesar was killed by no grease? You're looking at me. no gray. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stabbed him in the back. Yeah, so he ends up, he's like, fine, I'll just shoot you in the eyeball, but Bendu disappeared. Which I felt like was a missed opportunity. Yeah, he should have shot him in the eye. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he, just, he just should have shot him dead, but I don't think that would have necessarily meant the end of Bendy. Because yeah, of Bendu. Bendu, yeah. Bendy. Oh, that guy suck. Yeah. But, again, <laughs> another lost to death opportunity in Star Wars. Yeah, like his body could have died, but he lived elsewhere. Like the whole fading body, and the, yeah, you could almost lame. hear the <laughs> foolish, <laughs> fooled you. 
See, like, I guess I took away from it that he didn't die, that he was not really there or something. Yeah, yeah no, I know. I'm just no. saying a bit, the body could have died and it could have been a, a mysterious like, wait, he said he couldn't die, but then his body's dead. So where is he now? I think he was just toying Inst- with, with instead Thrawn. of just like, oops, disappeared. Ha ha. Got you last. You know, I felt like <laughs> one's a little more poetic than the other. Bendu is everywhere. Oh, yeah. We're, oh, there's yeah. Bendu, a little Bendu in all of us. Yeah. We're, you know. And just before, yeah, we should have mentioned just before the rebels escaped the system. Agent Callus is uh, given crap to that ca- uh, governor. Um, oh, what's her face? Can't remember. Who cares? Yeah. Governor Shorthair. Governor Paleon girl. <laughs> yeah, not Paleon. Yeah, not not Paleon. Yeah. Tells he and she basically tells a couple troopers to go to the, take him to the brag. Yeah, or throw him no, out, out, out the airlock. Yeah, this was the one of the best scenes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you see this this scene is great. He they get into the turbo. Lift. He's all he's got his cuffs. They cuffs put him on. in first. There's two stormtroopers yep. escorting <laughs> to the elevator. He goes in first. Then they, they get in and then turn around and face because forward. Because social constructs <laughs> insist that you face the front of the elevator, even in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> but as soon as they turn around, you just see this <laughs> little look in his eye and this little grin, poop eating grin on his face. And 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 I and I, I even before he started smiling, when they turned his back, I went bye bye stormtroopers, <laughs> and then he smiled. And, yeah. and then yeah, the door like the opens on, on another cake, planet, yeah. and they're just laying there. Yeah. And then he turns a corner, a door opens up. He's coming through another door but there's, you're inside, another storm there's another stormtrooper laying out in the back <laughs> yeah. you're not even seeing him throw a punch or no. kick he's just leaving a trail <laughs> of bodies yeah. it's like me playing jedi outcast it's ridiculous yeah so he gets on a skate pod and just as the ghost jumping out of the system they mag lock his uh escape pod to their uh you know, to the ghost and just jump out of system yep and then him and kanan have a little heart to heart they have a little bro moment yeah a little bro moment so they're bros for life now a bro moment i gotta admit i thought i thought they were gonna kill off callus i figured he was done oh ah. no there's a whole other season to go and every season they add more well, characters, yeah yeah so. understood understood but i just thought that he had you know used up his useful life in that series and that was it so yeah. i was kind of glad to see that he made it through to the other side yeah so. yeah that was good i was surprised that none of the ma- none of the major characters died i mean Constantine and uh, Sato both bit it, but I I don't consider them really major characters. I'm surprised, like well, maybe one of the rebels didn't didn't die, but I guess maybe. Well, they... there were several that died. They were just fighter pilots. I was waiting for I was waiting for Kanan. I think you guys mentioned that I earlier. I can't believe yeah. Kanan didn't eat it. It I seemed like thought they were. I mean, setting obviously it up. they were setting it up. They wanted yeah. us to think that. Right. But I I almost think it would have been a great time. Let's say they're going to do one more season, and Ezra has to cope with not having Kanan yeah. there. Would have been yeah, that'd be great. I'm just saying. But nope, nope. Kanan's good. Everything's that's, fine. That's mid season next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not I'm not disappointed he didn't die because I love Kanan. He's one of my favorite characters in the series so far. But right. yeah, just that would have been that much more emotionally impactful to everybody, I think. Cause I think everybody pretty much loves Kanan. I haven't heard really too much different, but yeah. So that's all the details. Big picture, guys. Star Big Wars. Picture. W- what did you think of that? Man, that was that was a good that was a good episode. Very good, I thought. I mean, they did the space battles well, like we said. Right. I mean, the the way the story flowed, the three different arcs, they kind of melded well together. Yeah. The but music. The music was incredible. Music. Yeah. They're doing real good with the music. Yeah. Right now. The sound effects were on point. Everything was just hitting on. I all love cylinders. the fact that Maul's ship that Ezra's flying around now has that growl of some of those bigger Naboo transports. Yeah. You know, from like yeah. F two, like yeah. the. Yeah. Just like, you know, thundering like a right. semi-truck in space. Right. I love that sound. I mean, the show's called Rebels. 
And I love getting these huge glimpses into the rebellion at this stage. I'll think of you all know? the people when the show started. Like, I thought it was going to be out the rebellion. This is just about a bunch of pissy little people. Right. Like with a little ship. They're like smugglers. Okay. Yeah. They smuggle food to people. I get it. First episode. Blah. <laughs> you know, but, but people, I mean, there were people like, this isn't about the rebellion. It's about the, but I hope you're still watching. Right. Because this is the whole dang, this is the whole rebellion enchilada. This is exactly this how I had hoped it would, would pan out. Exactly. You start with a small mm-hmm. group and then it just builds over the seasons. And there's other small groups like Dodona's got the largest rebel fleet and we don't know right. where that came from, but yeah, he right. joins the fray. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You know? They're all kind of coming in. So I mm-hmm. thought in the, in the same way that, you know, we talked about oh, Rogue One added a lot more emphasis to A New Hope. Yeah. I felt like this even helped me play more into Rogue that, One. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I oh, mean, yeah, it, it's, it's all, I think it's all three. It's making no. it bigger and it's, and it's intertwining. All and three it's of like, those properties. Um, perfect. Up until yep. now, I would, I would say I felt 5% of that. What I feel now, like I've gone up, you know, 20 fold. Right. From how I was like a season ago, or even maybe eight episodes ago or right. 10 episodes ago. And the last eight or 10 episodes, it's just been like, Oh man, now it's taking shape. Like They're now really it's serving yeah. the, yeah. the story. marrying everything together. Yeah. Yes. And then and I was the only disappointing thing I had was that when they jumped out at the end, I want to know where they were jumping to. Is it Dantooine or is it Yavin 4? You know, and we we don't know. They'll save that. Yeah. Yeah, they're There's, saving it. Oh, we yeah. got some stuff and rumors that we can talk oh, about. Rumors. <laughs> you know what? We should probably get around to those rumors, don't you think, everybody? It's I time know. for the Pork and Spider of the Week first. <laughs> oh, Pork Ins, huh? Awesome. Again? Wow. Ugh. Here we go again. I don't know if y'all know this, but you're running late. <laughs> I've been out there, man. and I had two microwave burritos while waiting to come in here. Sorry about the smell, man. And... I, seriously, that's Those really like not trekkies. from us, though. Seriously, yeah. okay. Not you me. Keep telling yourself Where, that. Where's my not burrito, me, boy? Over here, I heard Mike talking about Doctor Who. Yeah, but I don't know if y'all know this, but uh, the costume that Bosk, the bounty hunter, is wearing in mm-hmm. the Empire Strikes mm-hmm. Back mm-hmm. is actually from an episode of Doctor Who. What? Yes, it is. Yeah, it certainly is, and uh, it, it was the exact same costume, just not the reptile, but the costume of dude was wearing the yellow thing. With all the vest thing on it and all the accoutrement. Wow. Nice. Accoutrement. What era of Doctor Who? There's lots of eras of that. He's already left, man. Of course he does. Wow. Nice. You gotta love the Doctor (laughs) Who times. Good to see that guy again. Yep. Doctor Who, uh, it was was black and white. Oh, black and white? Black and white episodes. Nice. Yeah, it'd been sitting around for a while, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, anywho, is it time for rumors? It is. Time for rumors. I hope. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Bring it. Well, boys, I was kind of frightened here at first. As you guys are doing all your reviews. <laughs> I, I, was, I was watching this unfold. It was pretty My Windows intense. 10 decided that, oh, I'm going to update your computer for you. Oh, really? Whether you like it or not. Because Porkins guy, Porkins guy actually texted me and told me that when he was doing research for his Porkins, an ad popped up that refreshed the page and he lost his place. So nice. Dang it. Maybe that explains the awkward pause in the middle of that. Who knows? Could be. Could you know be. what? Let's take all of our computers and just throw them on the I'm ground about and stomp to. on them. I'm about to. Yeah. Yeah. That, that wasn't just a small update there, Mike. That, no, was, that was. I was nervous for a while. I was, yeah. I was prepping on my iPhone and that was not. 
not fun. <laughs> so thankfully, I am back uh, back up and going, and uh, we've got some tasty rumors, some F8 rumors this week. That's from my week. computer. Oh. <laughs> Canon again. Brandon's going to be pissed, man. I know. I know. Never going to hear the I'm interview. sorry. Sorry, Brandon. I didn't. Well, I he didn't. catches up a year from now. He's gonna be <laughs> Finn and Phasma rumors this week. Everybody's Not a new Marvel been... comic series? Because I'd no, read that. No. Unfortunately, together no. At last. Yeah. <laughs> together at Marvel last. team up. No, there's some new rumors this week about uh, Finn and Phasma. And uh, I'm, I guess I'm not sure. I I don't know how excited I am about this, but we'll lay it out there and see what you guys think. Um, apparently in F8, Finn and Phasma are going to have their little moment together. Yeah. That uh, Finn at some point in the movie is going to go undercover as a stormtrooper. He's going to be end up on a ship where Phasma is, and they're going to have their their moment, uh, which is being described as, well, salacious, (laughs) steamy. No, not at all. (laughs) It would be described as Phasma's uh, attempted revenge for being thrown in a garbage pit, I guess, in Force Awakens. I don't know. He, well, he showed him where to put her. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. He was sanitation. He was sanitation. So, um, I don't know. And supposedly this is going to be some big epic battle in the movie. And, uh, Apparently, Phasma's got some big bad weapon that she's gonna don for this. Uh, it's a it's called a biohexacrypt. Ep- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is anybody? I mean, I don't know. The 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 talk has been like very. Oh, you know, this is gonna be so great and everything else. I'm kind of <sighs> like, yeah, I couldn't care less. <laughs> it's a, we we want Phasma. We wanted her to be badass in the first movie, and she wasn't. Yeah, they didn't set her and, up. And, no, and they didn't really set you up. Know. Um. um why Phasma and Finn, I mean... Why could, she would actually single him out despite of what had just happened. Everybody, remember when we were doing rumors pre-Force Awakens, there was this thing about, you know, you know, Finn was Phasma's protege, and, and she's, she's going, going after hunting him. him down. Right. There was no hunt. Nothing. He just showed up back at home, and right. she was like, dude... What, come on! Yeah. What are you? Why are you even here now? Yeah, yeah. And then, so like, then he throws her. Then they throw her in a trash compactor at the end. After, <laughs> after she lowers the shield for their super weapon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and none of this is making me feel like she's cool. One, Finn was her protege. That does not make me feel like she's cool. Because Finn was kind of a dork. A, a I don't dope. think he was okay. a protege. Period. And number yeah. number two, imagining her in a quote unquote epic battle with Finn does not make me feel that she's cool at all either. No. I mean, Finn has shown us nothing that is... Well, see, he now... He doesn't show that he's exceptionally good at anything. Correct. Yeah. Now, here... And this may be just fanboys throwing crap out there, throwing it against the wall and seeing what sticks, but there's some talk about Finn being more of a baddie or a badass than we think we give him credit for. Yeah, I hope so. Because, hey, he, you know, he was able to pick up a lightsaber, but now that Rogue One has come out... What is being said about Finn is that, oh, he's just like, uh, oh, who's Chirrut, Imway, and, and his connection with the Force. Wow. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they, they're drawing these parallels, <laughs> but, you know, somehow Chirrut was, you know, able to tap into the Force, which that's also debatable. Finn's going to be really good at martial arts now because <laughs> he's wearing a Bacta suit that was made by Monster Energy Drink. <laughs> yeah, remember that? It's yeah. infused with Bacta, no, taurine, right. vitamin B. So anyway, somehow all the, all the Finn, Finn has got some Force ability, just not quite, it's not like, uh, it's not uh, Daisy Ridley level, but it's, I guess, Chirrut M-Way level. <laughs> I don't know. That's okay. still pretty good. So, I don't know. So it doesn't sound like anybody's really all that excited about this. 
Yeah, it sounds like a bunch of horse hockey to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do have some uh, Han Solo Solo, rumors that might be a little more meaty to chew on. Hello. Mm. Uh, We've got a couple of things. First off, um, rumors about uh, planets that we're going to visit in Han Solo. I think the obvious choice and what we're hearing Mm -hmm. more and more talk about now. Say it. Mm -hmm. Give me that. Yeah. <laughs> so, which might be kind of anticlimactic if we're in Corellia in Ep Eight, because <laughs> we'll be at Corellia for a whole year oh, <laughs> and then go to Han Solo. Also, we're hearing we're hearing weird things about Corellia being another one of those like single climb planets. Yeah, climb oh, that, I don't know about I'm that. weird. We're weirded out yeah, about this I'm because worried. there's a Spanish newspaper or something reporting that um, they were describing Corellia as a desert planet, and I was like. What? What? That could easily just. Be, I mean, those those sources are bad. That wasn't yeah, like a, I know, an insider. Right. Star That's Wars why I'm source. not taking it to heart. Yeah, those but, sources just get stuff. Uh, but I've read that in a couple of different sources now, uh, so I don't know how true that is. I'm what I'm hoping is that if there's a let's just a call it desert, what it is, Jakurelian. If we have guys, if we have a third planet that's, that's a desert planet, I'm gonna put a bullet in my brain and call Star Wars. I'm done. Yeah, no. <laughs> you've said that a lot about a lot of I things. I, I say it all the time. Uh, for Corelli, dramatic Corelli effect, has but. been in the books, and that's not how it all is described. No, no I mean it's not at all. They, they always describe being in a city and all this stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm it's, fine it's, if they have a warm, sandy climate. I just don't want it to be another monoclimate planet. Yeah, yeah. no, it doesn't need to be. It needs to be. It's a civilized. Yeah, I mean it's a civilized. I mean. I always thought of it very Coruscant-like, but a little different because they have their own culture and the way they do things. And yeah, but I played I played a uh, Rogue Squadron on uh, N sixty four, so I'd actually describe describe it as a European mountain uh, region European with, mountain. with a lot. Oh of yeah, I've heard the mountains. Yeah, the mountain yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've heard these things before. So I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm excited about that if they flesh out Corellia a little more. Mm. We'll see. I don't. Again, I don't know uh-huh. if it'll be anticlimactic if we see it in. You know, as rumor says in Ep Eight, and he could say uh, Chewy, we're home, and it means Corellia this time. What if, what if though? What if Corellia shows up in the movie and they call it Corellia? I'm just throwing it out there. This is Star Wars we're talking about. Hey, we're arrived at Corellia. They'll do that too, won't they? Yeah, they totally. You know they will. I'm just saying. (laughs) All right. Well, we've got we've got a a fan theory about the villain that we're going to see in the Han Solo film. And uh, I don't know what to make of this yet. I think it's too early. Boba and I Fett. Just, no, it would not be Boba Fett. Dang That's it. not what the rumor is. But you're not far off. Fett a Bob. Django Fett. Dengar. Ooh. He's saying that like Dengar that. might be the, uh, the were, foil. In the old EU, they were always, you know, rivals. Yeah. To some extent. Even in the comic here, yeah. there was some back and him forth. Him and Chewie, yeah. Yeah, Chewie, yeah. Chewie mm-hmm. went, him, went toe-to-toe. So... Uh, Good old toilet paper mummy man himself. Yeah. I yeah. like that. I yeah. Not much cool. to say about that right now because I I mean, it's just, I don't know if that's more speculation or if somebody knows something or has heard something, but uh, maybe we'll figure out know. why his that's face the, is messed up. I thought I read something where someone came out and actually said, no, it's not Dengar, but I'm looking through recent news right now and I'm seeing more pro for than against. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That, that's the web though. That people latch onto something and, and, and just kind of run with control, it, yeah. yeah. So I yeah. like Dengar. Yeah, I don't. I do At too. Work I think on that our would be. Office messaging thing. Dengar is my avatar. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
See, I would personally like Dengar better than like Boba Fett. Oh, even yeah. though I'm a Boba Fett well, fan. Well, ho, ho, now. Keep the well, no, no. Just don't here's why. You don't shoot your. You don't blow your wad right out of the gates. Well, you don't. Oh, and there's shoot. still a rumor that they might be doing a Boba Fett standalone. So why would you blow your load all yep. over Han Solo when you're you gonna? Can. <laughs> because you can. Because you can. Shoot your load. Well, I forgot what we were talking about. What are we talking about here? <laughs> blow your load. Oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> Welcome to the Wadcast. <laughs> <laughs> and for Dangar, blowing your load is not a problem with all. He doesn't those... need any socks. Get <laughs> <laughs> all the TP needs. So yeah, so I I guess I would be more excited about a villain like that, or I don't know. There's now also all been those jokes I th- we make. I just think about Garrick's sister. Oh, come oh. on! Every time we make those jokes, wow. that's all I'm gonna think about now. Dun, dun, dun. It's like, wow. what would Garrick's sister think about? Yeah, I'm. I'm I hope she's listening to this. Oh. What would she, well, she think used in to. response to the jokes that we're making? It's oh. horrible. We hate when we have to personify our listeners. <laughs> then we feel responsible. Oh, now I feel bad. <laughs> That's all right. So anything back about uh, uh, Jack Sockman? What? <laughs> Nothing. I'm what? Just, okay. just saying that, uh, I don't know, that, uh, that's a better approach to me than going with the super recognizable properties. So. I, I agree. I say keep that card in your back pocket, you know, keep it in I your wouldn't sleeve. be surprised. I mean, I mean, because he runs in those circles. So I think we'll see some of the those, the you know, we might see an IG-88, you know, or a Dengar or, yeah. you know, some of those other ones. So. And hell, I wouldn't even put it past him to throw Boba Fett in there, even yeah, if it's just will. for a second, you know. But I don't think that he's. What well, if they do the George Lucas version and oh look, there's Slave One in the background in that one establishing shot? <laughs> <laughs> oh! that, that's Remember what I would excited? do. We used to get about that know. kind of stupid yeah. stuff. Oh, it's the Millennium Falcon in Ep Two. Someone animated a YT fifteen hundred. My wait. life is complete. Wait, Didn't, weren't you guys acting like this when you saw the ghost Shut in Rogue up. One? Shut up. Shut up. Okay, just checking. Shut Good up. point, Howie. Good Shut point. Up. <laughs> Shut up. Well, that's what I have this week. We have some um, more news that's come out with with Rogue One hitting the digital download format, and and the DVD is coming out here. Um, yeah, there's a lot more news coming out about some of the changes that took place during the movie and the things that that did not come to light. And we've got some of those to share with you, which we thought were. Interesting. And we, we touched on some of this last week with some of the the footage from the trailer. And there was a lot of debate about, you know, people being angry about, oh, we're not going to get deleted scenes and this and get, that. We're not going to get Ray arm wrestling a TIE fighter up uh, no. on top of a scaffold. And that was that was the big one, actually. Yeah. Uh, Gareth Edwards tackled this in a recent article and was, you know, chatting about that. And basically he was, he was saying that was a, completely a marketing thing, that that was never written into the script or anything. So they paid to animate that? They paid to animate that just for marketing. Wow. Just for marketing. So wow. that's kind of cool. That was good marketing. Because <laughs> that was. shot was awesome. That's, like, that's what the one gonna do? everybody talked about. Also, we've never seen a TIE fighter in that much intimacy in a no. movie before. So uh-huh. it was really intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can see dust on the canopy for that crying was, out yeah. loud. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. So, yeah, they, um, they were sparing no expense with marketing that movie. So. Um, no well, surprises well. there, but yeah, I mean, but, but I mean, that kind of backs up what, um, what, what Gareth Edwards was, was saying a couple weeks ago about, um, you know, that a lot of this was just in the idea phase and a lot of them were just, you know, some of the shots that they captured were just, you know, change, you know, kind of, uh, segue shots between, you know, major points and that type of thing. So there's not really, at least from, from what he's saying, you know, any deleted scenes to show because, um, they were never filmed. They were never established that way, which I think we've kind of agreed that 
uh, there's more there's more there than he's letting on mm-hmm. because of I, well especially because of the reshoots i mean we know that they changed something so they've got some stuff in their back pocket just for whatever reason they're they're not willing to share it right now yeah um i guess one of the early scripts we're we're now learning um jin's mom was actually supposed to be a jedi Mara I guess Jade. early on, which might have explained why she had the Mara Jade was a Jedi Kyber crystal. <laughs> why would it be Mara Jade ever? Mara Jade. I'm trying to bring Mara Jade into everything, guys. This is stuff that, that is on the cutting room floor, buddy. Oh. Didn't make Mara it. Mara Jade's on the cutting room floor. So Jin, I'm not suggesting that Jin's mom was Je- a Jedi. When I hear mother and Jedi, I always go to Mara Jade for some reason. I don't know. Instant. When they were on that planet, though, she had kind of the Jedi-like robes on and things like that. So yeah. maybe in design, maybe some of the design got through. So I don't know. So uh, that's uh, one of the changes that was in there. The, one of the big changes, apparently the, the planet Jedha was not the original planet that they were um, going to start on. What? Jedha being the, well, it has the, ended up being the, where the Jedi, first Jedi temple was and uh, where the Empire was, um, they were mining kyber crystals, and it was also the the base for Saw Gerrera. Apparently, Saw Gerrera was supposed to be based on an original um, uh, drafts of the script, Dantooine. Yeah, that's where so, he was in uh, Clone Wars. Was Interesting. He? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so that made more sense. Well, uh, here's what here's how they explained it in the article. They said they wanted to have a transition scene in Rogue One from Dantooine to Yavin. But it was getting too long. It was yeah. too hard to establish all of that. So they were like, "Okay, we're just going to be at we're going to be at Yavin, and that's it." That's so, fair. Yeah, it no, I, the yeah, movie right. is so good. Well, and they crammed they crammed a bunch no, of sorry. stuff in that movie. So I, I that's one of those cuts or one of those he changes. I think I'm was sorry, he done wasn't right. from Dantooine. He's from Onderon. My bad. I got that. He confused. was from Onderon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. That's all right, man. It's all right. No, but they already have their pitchforks out and sharpened. But Dang I think it. I think because they changed this from Dantooine in Rogue One, that's why I believe in this upcoming season of Rebels. That's I mean, we're gonna definitely see the Dantooine transition. Yep. Absolutely. I don't yep. think there's any question about that. I hope so. I think it's happening. I don't know why that excites me. It seems boring. You know what, guys? <laughs> we're gonna get another U-Haul, you know, but okay. Cameos real um <laughs> discussed heavily with rogue one and um some some cameos in in the i guess traditional sense where you have a stars or a director or somebody stepping in but then other cameos and what they mean by that is pulling in characters from other movies and whatnot and pulling them in and i guess there was a lot of debate and discussion about that especially with gary Wooda. he had some um actually some criticisms of the film um in particular he was not happy that they um brought over the dr Ezevan. And yeah. Evazon. Yeah, I'm Evazon? with you on that one. Yeah, yeah we got one. <laughs> I haven't used it in a while. <laughs> I'm I'm with Wit on that one. Yeah, I was too. I, I, I thought that was a little ham fisted. We did it talk was about a little ham fisted. I feel like a little ham fisted is ham fisted is fine. It's not C3PO's head being dragged through saying like, what a drag. It's not that right. bad. We, right. we we talked about this actually today. That yeah, very we did. Scene. did we? Yeah, and we well, came you up had, with, you weren't here yet. I know. We came up with some canon. Surrounding this, like yeah, I came up with head cannon. <laughs> well, was, look, yeah. to me, it was uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, they were actually trying to get off of Jakku or right. off of Jeddah Jetta as right. quickly as possible because they'd actually posed uh, as if they could actually help Saul Guerrero his his failing health, and they were going to give him all these surgeries and stuff. <laughs> but then, like, they found out, hey, wait, you're a quack doctor, you're not a real doctor, and because that's canon. 
And uh, and then they <laughs> chased him off. And they're like, oh, crap, we got to get out of here. And that's the reason why Ponda Baba was in such a bad mood. They didn't get paid. Right, yeah, man. You got so it, man. They're like, you know what? Let's just go to Tatooine and drink our cares away. And now Ponda Baba's drunk. He's not playing the cello. He's all PO'd. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, that's that's one of those that Gary Whitta was kind of against. He didn't write that. And that was basically Disney saying, okay, we want this. We want this. We want this. I, I so he's kind of rolling his eyes at that stuff. I wouldn't want any more to me. That. To me, a better approach with that was just having worse. them walking by them or something, or them in the background somewhere. But having an actual confrontation that's yeah. almost exactly the same as what yeah. Luke did in the in the cantina. Well, like Pontabella's been like drunk a long time. <laughs> shows consistency. Yeah, he's like you angry know, alcoholic when he's. Not if we're going to go to court, you know, you can go back to past references. There you go. I think one of the changes they made to uh, Akbar was supposed to be in Rogue One. They ended up changing. I can't remember what the character's name is. The blue skinned. Yeah. Um, Admiratus. I don't see. Right. I, don't, I don't see Calamari race. Like, you know, yeah. I know. Seriously. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll see all the rest of them, but not the Mon <laughs> Definitely not. They the all look the same to Corey. He's not racist. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that, you know, the funny thing is, is it sounds like Disney's kind of speaking out of both sides of the ass because they they were talking about in this article that <laughs> that's not that's not a thing. You're supposed to speak from the middle, not the sides, Mike. We need to go to the doctor. We both need to take you to the ass. hospital. You're not supposed to talk about both sides. I'm not sure if the metaphor wait, wait, works no. when you transition poles. <laughs> Mike, do you have two sides? Is, is that why well, you're confused? Well, do, do you not have a middle? <laughs> it depends if your mouth is. An ass or not? That's it would be both. There sides. you go. That's there true. you go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah perfect. Like Panda Baba. Thank you, Thank you for saving that. Panda Baba has a one for a Two hand head cannons. Like well, on one on one side of it, you know, they had factions pushing for you know, hey, let's get these cameos in and let's you know, let's really you know, sew up you know, or you know, draw on all these other you know pieces that we have. But um, Gary Witta, um mentioned in this article that actually. The number one priority that was given to them when they sat down with Disney execs to start putting this together was that they basically said, "Show us new things. We want new things." Amen. And that's, <laughs> Praise the Lord. I figured Corey would like Amen. this. Amen. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, it's it's. I you know I I don't know I don't know where they kind of went off tracks a little bit trying to get in like the the Panda Baba and all that stuff, but um. But for the most part, I think they did a good job, right? I mean, yes. I mean, yeah. even the stuff that yes. we saw. So, I, you know, I didn't think they were too. The only thing that I thought was really ham-fisted was that scene with Ponda Baba and, and, and the dog. It was ham-fisted. It was not really ham-fisted. Right, right. It, it was just like, oh, that was that. Right, right. Yeah, but I mean, even the stuff at the end, you know, where he had all the... You know the wedge squadron and all those guys. I mean, I thought it was well done. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't just. You know, the camera didn't dwell too long. You know, yeah. on somebody. You know, trying to. Uh, hey, look, hey, look what we're yeah. doing. You know, kind like, of you thing. know, you could make that same argument about like a uh, red two or red five eating it in that movie. Yeah, but actually, people paying attention who recognized what was the implication were like, yes. that's awesome. And, that yeah, explains why this like, right. kid that comes out of nowhere. They're like, uh, yeah, you're this guy now. You're five. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you're five because uh, the helmet fits. There you go. Well, well, and I guess Gareth Edwards um, made sure that he had a place in uh, Star Wars canon now because yeah. uh, apparently, and I didn't realize this, but uh, Gareth Edwards was the one that actually pulled the lever to, to separate the, uh, oh. Saucer? The, no, no, no. At the end Did of the, the movie. saucer separation? Stop. <laughs> Come on, I can't think. The Tantive, when he when the, the, he pulled the lever at the end after to Vader slaughtered the, the guys. the beam or... No, the docking t- clamps? The docking clamps for the Tantive to drop yeah, off from yeah. the, the capital ship and take off. Yeah. So that was him pulling the lever. 
Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Well, I guess he had to get himself in the there somewhere. Yeah. Well, if you're going to yeah. do a sweet movie like that, you might as well be in it. Yeah. yeah. I, I suppose I would too. More power to him. Hey, Lucas did it. So, yeah. Why not? Right? Yeah. At least, yeah. Right? At least Gareth Edwards. Am like, I right? Gareth Pete? Edwards is like, yeah, I'm going to have my daughter stare at the camera for five seconds awkwardly. It's going to be great, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm blue. Mic dropped. <laughs> Go. <laughs> they also talked about the writing process a little bit and, and, uh, Widow was talking about that, you know, one of the first things that they did is they literally took um, uh, from from A New Hope, they took, took all of the dialogue and they mapped it out and they're looking at everything and how's everything referenced and everything else. And and uh, I thought this was interesting because they were talking about, you know, the plans wow. in A New Hope was referred to in two ways. First off is referred to as data Beam. tapes and transmissions. Yeah. And uh, and it was interesting to me because so they had to do both, right? And that's what they did. That's yeah. why they came up with that decision. They beamed it to one ship, yeah. copied it to the tapes, and ran it to another ship. Right, exactly. That's so cool. uh, yeah, I, I mean, th they really paid attention to detail in this. And yeah. That, I, I'm, By the I'm way, when you say they that. mapped out all the dialogue from a new hoop, I'm saying so you're saying they put way more effort into that dialogue than George Lucas ever did. <laughs> <laughs> True, <laughs> as Mark Carey and Harrison would gladly yeah. have said. Yeah. To you. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, some interesting things there. Um, make sure you drop by the website at betterkind.com. Click Do on the it. show notes for ep 130. And, uh, you should also be made aware that although there are Star Wars aggregate news sites and rumor sites that Mike can go to to actually get them, he likes to go to other sites that refer to those sites but are covered in booby ads. So yeah, well, just not NSFW on some of those links. You don't like the boob ads? I'm not Hello? saying I don't like them. I'm just sitting there going, I hope we're not sending eight-year-olds here because things might get awkward. <laughs> Yeah, or I hope you're not at work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why our main demographic. What? That explains our main demographic then. Yeah, yeah, Eight to 12 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Just learning from hey. Obi-Wan. Hey, uh, yeah, I'd say, like, Ben yeah. Obi, I got no problem with that. Yeah. So, uh, wait, what? Hold on. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think that's another episode of Fly Casual. Won't you please follow us on Twitter at Fly Casual 1138? We're Mr. Steve Power, foreign correspondent of the UK. Is your own personal Bendu into the world and magical universe of Star Wars uh, news, updates, rumors, memes, discussions about the show? Yes, we're involved too. So please <clears throat> hit us up there and give us a follow, and we will uh, we'll give you everything we got because that's how we do it. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. <clears throat> do it. Do it. I can't clear my throat enough. I have no idea what's going on. I apologize, listeners, for that this whole time. Also, the sneezing was all Mike. But anyway, <laughs> run over to Sorry. Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Give us a follow there as well. And like Mike said, Mike said, check out the show notes on betterkind.com. Yep. In the meantime, let's wrap it up, tie it out after you run out and give us a nice little review on iTunes Stitcher or whatever. I am Corey. <clears throat> Can you tell? Over there's Garrick. Throng! Yep. Over there's Howie. What? That's right. Over there's Mike. Thanks for my comics, Garrick. You're welcome. Over there's Josh. I've got a role playing campaign to get to. These guys have been texting me this whole time. Oh, oh you're out of here. Man. Come on. You are out of here, buddy. Well, it's time to it. it's time to beam me up, Jelly. I get it. Like Scotty. I see what you did there. Change Scotty to Jelly. It's funny. I need some Star Trek. Star Trek too. Stop your heresy. Shut up. This is a Star Wars podcast. Come on now. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs>